playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of On The Board Podcast. My name is Colby McKee. Across from me, Lance Dahl. Happy two months and three weeks. Oh, thanks for counting. You're welcome. And across from him, Jesse Christensen. We're all back, boys. Isn't it crazy how we're all back together? Holy cow. I almost decided just to not come. I, I was, you did. I figured that you weren't going to. Just so in that way <laughs> yeah. it all work out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're all together. Stuff. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. Let's start on the diamond. Uh, crazy week in baseball. I guess the main story that I found was that Aquino kid. You, you off mic. You said his first name. What's his first name? Aristides. Aristides Aquino is yeah. like lighting the league on fire right now. Kind of. Uh, he's breaking records left, right, and center. He's a rookie that was like he was on the forty man roster or like kicked off of it earlier in the year, and then he somehow found his way back in it, and now he's just he's just mashing. Yeah, what, seven home runs in his first ten? Is that what it was? That's I think that's the record. He broke uh, Trevor Stories out of Colorado there. I saw a lot of those pitches. Yeah. They were all like cock shot fastballs, but you still have to hit him out. So Apparently he's like really switched cool. up his swing or something like that, and he's just kind of changed his mechanics a little bit. And yeah, I to guess hit seven home runs in ten games is still insane. Something's going on. Didn't he have there. a three homer game? Did he, he did. three home runs in one game? And three at bats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three different innings or like, something like that. This is a kid who wasn't like he wasn't a top prospect. He wasn't rated as a top prospect. He wasn't a first rounder. He's been in the minors for I think eight years, and he's hitting two fifty in the minors. Okay. So they call him up. He's probably making peanuts, and now he's turning heads. Crazy. Right? Like he came out of nowhere. He's almost like a I don't know, I can't remember if Joey Gallo was uh, was kind of a no-namer coming up. I can't remember if he was a big like draft. He like, was a bigger name. Was he a bigger name? Was he? It'd be he... more similar to like Jose Bautista. Or like an Adam Dunn, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Like back in the day a little Dunn bit? Dunn was still a name, though. Was he a, like a yeah, high like pick? Bautista, before he even came to Toronto, was a oh, nobody. Ba- With Bautista Pittsburgh, was like yeah. everywhere, right? Like yeah. he, he was just a no one, and then all of a sudden he starts jacking bombs. Even He's similar to Even him. Encarnacion with Cincinnati, like yeah. coincidentally, right? Yeah. Like he was a third baseman or... No, did you, did you play for third at all? I think he did. I think he actually. did at one point with Cincinnati. And yeah, he, he Not came well, over. well, but I think and, he did. Exactly. So that's, it's very interesting to see all these young rookies. Uh, and with Cincinnati, I mean, they got Trevor Bauer at the deadline. I don't know, I'm not sure if you guys covered that last week, but like, yep. they're kind of going for it, aren't they? Mm. That's hard to say. No. I, I feel like if they were going for it, they wouldn't have got rid of Puig. Mm. Right. Because they have the depth mm. now. Like, this guy's an outfielder. This Aquino is an yeah, outfielder, I know, right? But I mean, if you're going after Bauer, I don't think you're, you're aiming to win a World Series adding a guy who, when he gets mad, he throws a baseball out over the wall. Right. Trevor Bauer's pretty good, though. He's got a temper, though. Yeah, well, and I feel like okay. because he had his little temper tantrum, that's going to haunt him for the rest of his career. Nope. People will only remember that little temper tantrum. Just like Chris Sale, mm, when he got okay. mad that he didn't like the, the he, retro he White Sox jersey, and he cut the shirts. I'm, Yeah, now that you say it, Sale, like that's the memory I think of. Yeah. But like Lan said, like it's, it's almost like a passion thing. It's kind of like Strowman. Like Strowman had his, his emotion on his sleeve. We talked about it a few weeks ago before he got traded. People like really like that, or they really don't. And I think results will speak for themselves. I mean, it's one thing to yell at the coach and get really into it, like Strowman did. It's another for a guy to throw a ball over a wall where people are sitting watching the game. That's awesome. And then he apologized no right one away. Back there, <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah, you there's a like, guy in a camera. He could, like, yeah, see, there was a guy. There. The guy <laughs> in the camera got hit. That's even more impressive because that's like 450 feet. Well. It was, it was quite a, a bomb a throw, yeah. Do a Lou Pinella. Take the base off and try and toss the base. True. Oh, he, Bauer would have thrown it in the right field. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Throw the ball. That would have been base. way better. Yeah, for Kick sure. Kick the dirt at the umpire. 
Where's that? You don't see that anymore. <laughs> That's true. But uh, where the? How do we even get here? Um, uh, the Rower and the Reds and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I no, know. I. I mean, you. It's super recency bias to say, oh well, now they got a Kino. They're set. No. No. Like it's yeah. just it's too too soon. Like. I think if yeah, this I, kid can do it over a full season or two, then maybe. But I mean, it's obviously just going to be regression. That's just how it has to be. The Reds are like four games under five hundred right now. Okay. So and you see a lot of these rookies that are coming up and like right out of the gate have been awesome. But then you give them like a year or you give them half a year where the pitchers can actually study them a little bit, and mm-hmm. they kind of uh, they don't do as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I I like to see what happens thirty games in if this right. guy's still jacking bombs. Yeah, no, it's very Even true. More than that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need more of a sample size. Kind of like Bo Bichette with Blue Jays, right? Because he started like a firecracker. He's hitting doubles. And I, I've heard him the last few days, even the last week, like get mentioned. But he's not he's not lighting the world on fire like he did a week ago. People are just yeah. getting more tape on him. Well, I mean, it's also just impossible to keep that pace up. Yeah. That's the other thing. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be in the headlines all the time. Like the best player in baseball is never in the headlines of Mike Trout. Never. Because he's playing Never. on a shitty team. Yeah, he's but... He's a standout on a shitty team. And it's, it's a shame that... He just gets no respect. It's a, you're right. That guy Terrible. is a phenomenal outfielder, a phenomenal hitter, and just fun to watch him play. And he's on a really crappy team right now, and nobody cares about but him. But he chose yeah. that. He legit chose that. Yeah, like he, he likes that extension. He, well, I mean, he loves Anaheim, right? Yeah. yeah. He likes it, but... Um, I just read... Yeah. Now we we're talking about Bo Bichette. Bo yeah. Bichette has... His first ever four-plus hit game. Tonight? He's had two singles and two doubles tonight. Well, they, they're laying a shellac in Texas Rangers. Yeah, so they're, they're As we're recording this, uh, that's pretty good. The other guy is uh, really hitting the ball well is Glaber Torres. I know you're a Red Sox fan. You don't even want to talk about him. But he, I just saw an, an update here. 11 home runs in like 14 games against the Orioles this season. Yeah. Against the Orioles. Yeah. I know. Orioles don't know how to throw a changeup. Still got to play them. They don't know how to throw a curveball. You play who's on You're your not schedule. Wrong. I You're mean, not you, wrong. everyone's hitting home runs again. It, I mean, it's a great stat. The guy's doing really well against Baltimore. Bad thing is, so is all of baseball. Right. Everyone's not hitting bombs good. against. Not that good though. Oh, he's. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Torres good. But I mean, the pitching <laughs> staff for Baltimore is just horrible. Oh, it's awful. Awful. It sucks. But it's funny. Like, there's so many young guys now that. It's like they're being taught like launch angle and to swing out of their ass on every pitch. And I mean, <clears throat> hitters have adjusted and it even goes further than like being in the minors. It goes to like coming through like Little League and stuff like that where kids are starting to learn that. So it's just going to be like on what I find fascinating would be to see when the pitchers adjust. Oh, yeah. Like, right. at, at what point? Because I would say maybe 8%, probably less than that of pitchers throw like a splitter which looks exactly like a fastball except drops off and is about 10 miles an hour softer. Okay. A splitter would be a great way to counter all the launch angle that goes on. More so than a changeup, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the splitter looks like a fastball. Like, so is a changeup, but a splitter usually has a little bit more depth to it. Yeah. And so, like, if you pair... Like, that's why guys like Masahiro Tanaka, there's not many of them, but they're usually so consistent. Like, if Tanaka has, like, an average splitter, yeah. he's dominating a game. Didn't yeah. he, like, one-hit the Blue Jays this weekend? Like, he had a great game. Yeah, yeah, he That's the thing. I mean, game. some days, that splitter, when it's on, it's on. Right. Right? And, and, the, and the guy looks like one of the best pitchers in baseball. But if it doesn't hang, he'll get lit up. Yeah, I just... 
we're learning know. from Mr. Mr. McCoy Cold over here. Like, yeah. the pitching, like he knows his all. pitches, guys. Yeah, I know it he all. He knows what he speaks. I so. couldn't throw it, but I... <laughs> Pinpoint sure accuracy. Sure know what to do. Um, quickly, we'll go around the diamond. Red Sox expected to listen to offers on Mookie Betts in the offseason. Jesse, any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, if the guy doesn't want to resign with Boston, he, you can't just let him walk away. you got to listen to offers. I don't know if this is a tactic where they're trying to spook Mookie Betts' team. I don't think it's working. But, I mean, if he's adamant about leaving and he wants to try and look at other options, how do you just let him go? He's a guy that you want to offer $250 million to. So you're just going to walk out the door? you yeah. got to try and get something for him. For what it's worth, the, the Red Sox aren't putting that out there. It was uh, John Morosi tweeted it out, and it kind of came from a secondhand source, like another person with another team in the league. It right. seems weird that, that Dombrowski would actually come out and say something like that. No, yeah, he, they he did not. I, I, your Lance is right. It is a report of a report. It's not it's, even. Yeah, it's not even a rumor. It's just like a... Like secondhand, and I think I think they'd be stupid not to listen to offers. Will they do it? I don't know. I I I really think that. See, I don't know if he's gonna get like Trout money or like Harper money, but I mean, he's got to make more than Machado. Yeah, probably, maybe. But I don't. I don't think he's in the Harper or the Trout. But he's definitely more than Machado. Like he's gonna go into arbitration this year. Like legit statistically, he should be in the Harper because Harper's not been good. Oh, Harper's been bad. But I mean, Mookie's been doing really well with runs. He's not put and his. I mean, his batting average is really good. Uh, But the homers aren't there. The homers aren't there. The steals aren't really there. And I don't. He's still Mookie Betts. He's still one of the best fielders. Remember, this guy came up as a second baseman. Yeah. And they had Pedroia at the time. They said, "We really want you in the lineup. Can you can you play outfield?" He says, "Sure." And he's been one of the best fielders they've had. Give it a shot. Uh, speaking of guys who did leave for for nothing, uh, Lance mentioned Freddie Galvis of the Blue Jays got uh, left on the waivers, and those Cincinnati Reds picked him up, picked another bat for their bench uh, for I don't know maybe a potential run. Uh, you were talking about like a guy who has had a career year mm-hmm. that the Blue Jays could not get anything for the trade deadline, just walks away. I have no idea what how they're do, doing. How do you not get something for Freddie Galvis? I don't know. Like they were able to Eric get Sogar. rid of Aaron Sanchez. <laughs> You're telling me they can't get rid of Freddie Galvez? Well, like Lance mentioned, Sogard yeah. went as well. Yeah, Sogard's probably <laughs> probably more comparable. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. I, I just, that's the worst move that they've made. I didn't think it was possible to make a worse move than, than selling on Aaron Sanchez, but they did. Yeah. That when they just wave Freddie Galvez for completely, like literally nothing. And I, I, it's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around the thought process because like I know you just brought up Bo Bichette and I but you knew that he was going to be coming up anyway like you had you clearly had the plan that after the trade deadline he was coming so what difference does it make like what's the bonus of hanging on to Galvis at the deadline to get rid of him 12 days later like even with Bichette's start nothing should have changed that would force Galvis out like it just it makes zero sense but I mean, Calvitz is 29-year-old. He's two home runs away from a career year for bombs. I just It's a head-scratcher that you weren't able to get a pitcher, whether it be a fourth or a fifth starter, Yeah, because you need starting pitching. How do you not just get a somewhat name in, in your starting rotation? Another right question now? mark prospect, another lottery ticket sure. perhaps. Yeah, yeah, just to throw but in no, there. No, 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 we're just going to let him go. He's a fan favorite. Toronto loves him. Yeah. But we're going to let him go because we, we're so confident in our, in our young core, which you should. But poor Freddie Galvez, man. Like, he didn't I, deserve to just get released. I think the Blue Jays should have picked him up this year as well. They like, did. he wasn't yeah. a he was a one year guy. So 
I mean, it, that's I guess just even more reason to get rid of him. No. Yeah. Yeah. Try and get something out of him if you know he's not coming back. They're just, I guess, they're just opening the hole. Like they're just making a way for just all makes these young ones. No sense. Yeah. Yeah. They they just know that they're not close, and these fans have to wait. I mean, years is anyone safe years. on that team? Like, could Smoke just get yeah, put smoke, on waivers? Smoke could. Could Drury just, you know what? Just play got? Rowdy Telez at first all the time? Yeah. Just play all these young guys. I don't know. I, it's a good point. I, I, I don't know. that. That's my reasoning is that they're just opening the way for these youngins, and they're just letting them go. Well, I think they had they had to move Galvis. Yeah. They, just, they had to trade him at the deadline and not just wave him. Because, like I said, like you're, if your plan was to bring Bouchette up, like you already knew looking at it, you had Biggio and Bouchette up the middle. Yeah. So you knew that Galvis's time was going to get cut. If you're telling me you couldn't flip him for anything, like I don't care how bad the press is, even if you take like a team's thirtieth top prospect, anything, like something's better than nothing. Yeah. And it, it's just it's a fucking flashback to Donaldson all over again. Like yeah. Like the guy with value that you can't get anything for. Yeah. Anything. Anything. It's just, it's, fuck, it's so bad. Uh, we'll move on from Galvis. You called it. You've been calling it for weeks now. Those Cleveland Indians are yep. coming up the AL Central. They're now tied with the Twins up on top of the uh, the Central standings. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you're going to keep betting them all year long, I bet. I hate to say I told you so. Uh, you did. Uh, you said well, it at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, It's like what I say every single time we bring it up. The Indians are just a better team. Like Minnesota's offense isn't s- sustainable. Their pitching isn't that good. Yeah, and it's just a matter of time till the Indians reel them in. Now the the plus side for the Twins is that they have a much easier schedule the rest of the way, and I think them and the Indians only play one more series one against more each street. other. Okay, but so that's in Minnesota's favor. But even then, I'd still take the Indians to. Uh, to win the AL Central. And you like, mentioned the, the great team of Cleveland. They they actually probably became more well-balanced after the trade deadline. They they uh, traded from a position of strength in their pitching mm-hmm. and increased their outfield strength with Puig as well as the other outfielder. Uh, Trammell? No, Trammell, they traded. Uh, who's the other outfielder? Framil Reyes? Framil. Not, that's the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they increased their outfield uh, depth. Yeah. For more bats, and I think it's more well, well, well-rounded lineup. I know them. they needed offense. I still don't like them trading Bauer, but yeah, you have to remember though. I mean, uh, knock on wood, you hope that when Kluber comes back, he'll be Kluber, and yes. I think that will be huge. He needs to because be. I mean they're winning games right now. They're they're playing phenomenal ball. You add Kluber to that, a healthy Kluber, I mean, watch out. Minnesota just they lost Nelson Cruz. I don't think they lost him uh, for long because I don't think he needs surgery on his wrist. Yeah. But uh, if he was to be gone for the rest of the season, that'd be a huge blow to Minnesota. Nelson Cruz is kind of like the only guy really hitting bombs in Minnesota right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, they started off hot, like we mentioned, uh, with their I know their shortstop was hitting and their third baseman was hitting a bunch and. But yeah, Cruz consistently in his career has been 30, 40 well, home run guys. Like, right? Has it been like two games in the past week that he hit three bombs or something like that? <laughs> Yeah, like he, like he, and then he gets his wrist injury. Thankfully, he doesn't need surgery, so I think he's uh, able to do baseball activities. But I think when it comes to like other teams in the MLB, like when you look at the playoff teams, when you look at the Houston Astros, when you look at the New York Yankees, out of the Central, the only team that really could match up is the Cleveland Indians. Exactly right. They're playoff tested as well. That doesn't uh, hurt when it comes to playoff time. So, would you take the uh, the Indians or the Twins? 
to win the Central, Colby? I am taking the Twins. Really? Yeah, I still think they can do it. Oh, well, you're going to be fucking wrong, so <laughs> sorry to hear that. <laughs> All right, well, yes, for my opinion, boys. I think if Kluber comes back and he's Kluber, it's it's the Indians. Lights out? Yep. It's already a done deal. When I cash in my bet, I told you so. You'll be off the podcast. You'll be yep. somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, 34 and a half games back in the Central. <laughs> They're a good year, though. Really put it together. A yep. lot of a lot of promise there. Um, local baseball uh, around these parts, the Medicine Hat AAA All Stars are. You mentioned last week they're at the Junior Little League, no Junior League World Series. Yeah. That's what it's called yeah. in Taylor, Michigan. They played their first game uh, yesterday morning against Puerto Rico. They yeah. unfortunately lost four to nothing. And Lance confirmed that they play Latin America. Yeah. Uh, tonight or tomorrow morning at nine a.m. local time here nine in Medicine Hat. Bells. Another, another hard test. Hey, Latin America. First game against Puerto Rico. I then think you got you, Latin America. You probably wanted to play the Asia Pacific team. I, I, think. I no, I'd rather play Iowa. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, you can't get over to the U.S. side, unfortunately. Well, you can't. You, you can't just ask if you can play Iowa. It would be nice, though. Right? It right. would be. It would be nice. Uh, can I play the Michigan team? Why don't I play the, these world teams? We're going through names uh, just prior to hitting the record button, and we had some gems. Yeah, I have none off the top of my head. No, it's okay. That's okay. You, but you can um, go to the website and read. We mentioned, yourself. yeah, tomorrow morning, nine a.m. local time. It's a win and go home game for Team Canada. Well, Latin um, America losing to Asia Pacific, so I mean, both teams are going to be zero and one going into tomorrow morning. Yeah, and the winner continues winner on moves their Winner on, journey. loser's done. Exactly. So uh, good luck to Team Medicine Hat, AAAs. Hopefully they can uh, scratch out a victory and keep their run going down in Taylor, Michigan. Uh, you want to hit the ice quickly? Got a couple things to talk about on the sure, NHL man. side. Uh, if Calgary Flames fans, you probably saw Yuso Valimaki has a torn ACL. Was it a training Training camp injury I or some sort of... I haven't read anything on Yeah, it. some sort of training session gone wrong. Uh, he's got a torn ACL out indefinitely, and GM uh, Brad Living is looking externally for a replacement for Val Mackey. Doesn't quite make sense because they just waived Michael Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Stone, you want to come back? That's <laughs> right. Is that not an option? Uh, Can they do that? They is have, he just kidding? They only have, like, again, $8 million to spend. And they still got to sign Kachuk. So what are they going to do with that? It's a depth defenseman. They have a bunch stockpiled. And there's a few veterans still on the free agency market that probably won't command a big ticket. But what Garner. do they do? <laughs> <laughs> you get Garner for maybe two mil. Garner? <laughs> yeah. I saw Fanoff out in the market. Oh, can you imagine if Fanoff went back to Calgary? I Give know. him one mil? 1.5 yeah. maybe? Exactly. It's got to be a short ticket and a short uh, length of contract because they just can't afford anybody That super wouldn't be big. bad if they brought back Fanoff. The Gimlin's not there so they can't fight with each other. <laughs> wouldn't be good either. Their top four is like cemented though, I feel. With uh, Brody and Gio and uh, what do you got? Hamannick. Listen, if Dion happen. thinks that he's playing t- on oh, two yeah. lines, then he's got to retire. No, absolutely He's not. a third, fourth line right now. Mm-hmm. I just, mm, I don't know what they do. I don't know either. Because Kulak, Brett Kulak? I don't know if he's there anymore. You don't think so? I mean, oh. I don't even really care if Brett Kulak's there, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, it's uh, just... Uh, like, I just, like, there's no clear path for what they got to, like, they still have to make a trade to clear space. Yeah. Like, they still have to move something. Like, the only thing I wrote down that even makes a little bit of sense, I don't even know if they're going to do it, but trading for a leak. That's what we talked about before, yeah. Because he's on it, like, 4.3. You trade him away. You get a depth defenseman back that's 2 mil. 
Aren't you surprised a team like the Ottawa Senators isn't taking on a little bit more? Yeah, because they're know, idiots. I know they're cheap, and Eugene Melnick is an idiot. <sighs> I feel so bad for that fan base. Like, they they're can, not even trying anymore. They can't accure uh, assets nope. and draft picks if they don't take on these super bad contracts. Yeah. And it's like it's just so silly for their whole franchise. They're going to be set back years upon years. Yeah, yeah and, they're, and they're already having trouble filling seats. So it's yes. almost like he wants this team to leave Ottawa. Mm. Like it almost seems like Melnick wants out. Well, then he should just get out. Yeah, but he's too freaking stubborn. He's yeah to do anything. Uh, I, I thought a team like that would probably have a, a depth defenseman. You would think of like I don't know, just uh, take a contract like for a leak and maybe a draft pick and you know easy pickings. Like it's just that's the first team I thought of like uh, in terms of taking on salary like that to get rid of a con. Because who's gonna take a four point three million dollar for league contract? I don't know. In, the, in today's NHL? I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the, the plus side is that he's only got a year left, so. Right. It's not a Lucci. Like, I mean, retaining if the salary traded, doesn't really help at all. I mean, you probably got to throw in a pick to move yeah, a guy like that. Exactly. I know. Maybe they move, still try and get TJ Brody off the books. I don't know. Like, they, they got to do something. Yeah. They can't just go with what they're doing. It's not going to work. Sounds like he doesn't want to do that uh, either way. So we'll see what the True Living crew can do out in Calgary. Uh, moving on to the gridiron football talk. Antonio Brown saga. The gridiron. The gridiron gang. The football. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Hey, Colby, you want to go hit the gridiron? Hey, you want to go play a little gridiron? <laughs> you want to jump on the gridiron, bud? Uh, no. Hey, I got a football. Hey, want to go toss it on the gridiron? Hey, Colby. <laughs> Party at my place. We're going to go to the gridiron. You kind of sound like pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. Hey, bud, you want to go to the gridiron? The football field. Yeah, to the football field. <laughs> the the gridiron. <laughs> Throw in the pigskin. Oh, my gosh. Um, What's up, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Antonio Brown. Can we talk Antonio Brown? Oh, the man who was going to retire if he didn't get his helmet like a little baby. And the NFL says, sorry, bro. You're not getting your old helmet. Oh, that's okay. He's not the only one that's been mad, though. I know, but you don't flat out say, you don't Boston's give me what Golden I want, Boy's I'm upset. going home. Yeah, Boston's Golden Boy's upset about it, too. Well, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady needs to see. Antonio Brown needs to see, otherwise Derek Carr's going to get lit feel, like a Christmas tree. I, I feel like Tom Brady's vision's more important than Antonio Brown's Probably. to their respective teams, just because I feel like Tom needs everything to be the same. Like, yeah. everything's been the exact same for him for how many years? Okay. It's just different faces that come through as wide receivers and skill positions. Yeah. Like, that's just whatever, but, like, it's just him and Belichick and his helmet. Right. And I feel like if they change that on him... I know Aaron Rodgers is a little bit upset about his, too, even though he did... Uh, yeah. You know, he's been in training camp with it. But, yeah, this whole helmet talk, they've had these... I guess they've had these same helmets for years, like, going back to Brown's rookie year. And he's played in it for eight, nine years, however long he's been in the league for. And now this year, things are changing. So I get it as a receiver because you got to turn around. You got to do quick cuts. Sure. Like it, it is a vision. It's a safety. could be a safety issue as well. Like if you're not comfortable with the equipment that you're wearing, you could hurt yourself even worse. Like they I don't also know. said it's a safety issue though. And that's why, that's why they're wear wearing the it. I, I, I understand his frustration. I'm dumb. It's okay. No, no, no. That's because you, you're right. When, when you're playing a game like this and you're getting tons of money, like you don't, you don't want any change. You want the same helmet that you've had. I understand his frustrations. I think it was fair for him to fight the league on this. What I don't like is the way that it, it all boiled down to saying, if you don't get me what I want, 
I'm going to retire. That, that's the baby. That's a diva move. Hell yeah. Like his, that looks yeah. so bad on his part. And then the NFL kind of calls his bluff and says, you know what? You're not getting your old helmet. So then he goes, well, then I'm going to focus on my health and I'm going to be back. Thanks for thinking about my feet, though. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, because, yeah, he injured himself in a cryo chamber. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't wear shoes in a cryo chamber, which is meant to freeze parts of your skin off. Yeah. Like minus 300, isn't it? Like, I know Dwayne Wade at the NBA is like, he's big into this cryo chamber thing. And, uh, yeah, put on some slippers, bro. Put on some it's slippers. It's not that hard. No. You you're worth think, millions. You're saying you don't have slippers put, on you? Put them right outside the door. Yeah. Step out. And you know who will keep him in line? Nathan Peterman. That's who. Is what? this true? Is Nathan Peterman like in line for the gig in Oakland? No. I mean, he's been getting like he's getting like the second team reps. Obviously, Gruden loves him. He is like ripping up training camp and these preseason games early on. Like throwing oh like interceptions. God, <laughs> no, he's like been great. He's rushing. Did you for remember touchdowns. this is the same guy that threw five interceptions in one game, right? Right, I guess the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> There's no way this guy plays at all. Even if Carr's injured, really? and I'm Gruden. No, I'm here's going the funny to thing. He is going to fucking play. I because John Gruden loves him. No, they're <laughs> going to start the season 0 and 3. Carr's going to get benched. Peterman's going to come in. And be the fucking Lord and Savior <laughs> no, we all need. <laughs> he's going to throw six picks in a game. Like, jeez. I would love, honestly, as a uh, fantasy football guy, if I'm playing Oakland, I'd love to see it, though. Oh, you would you would live for it? Yes. I would pick up the defense that was playing oh, yes. every week. If Peterson's week. starting, I'm 100% the waiver wire. That I'm grabbing was, that defense. That was a thing when he was in Buffalo. You played the Buffalo offense all the time. So Yeah. Like, that's gonna he be a, might be a backup. That's going to be a bad team. Do you think they win more than four games this year? Holy. Hmm. They'll like, be last. Like, really? Yeah. 100%. Regardless of the record? Yeah, they'll be last. Worse than the Giants? Yeah. Oh, that's a. Giants are a tough one. Giants still have <laughs> uh, coin flip. Saquon. Okay, but I, I, I'm really scared. For, I know you talked about fantasy football last year, or last episode, excuse me. Yeah. I'm scared that Saquon is going to be a couple of years ago's Todd Gurley, where yeah. Todd Gurley. Uh, I don't know, man. Goff was not. Good yet, like he didn't have the yeah. weapons around him, and they're gonna stack that box with eight or nine people on the defense, and they're just gonna rush Saquon. Well, the Giants don't have anyone to throw it to anymore unless Golden Tate wins this appeal. I mean, they got Evan Ingram, who's gonna be he's gonna be fine as a tight end. He's gonna be just fine. You got Ingram, and you got um, Nathan Peterman. What's that other also other wide receiver? No, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Yeah. If you if you're taking Saquon one, it's a it's still a good pick, but I'm a little weary. I'm just a little. I don't little know bit. enough about this. Does Saquon catch passes? Yes, he's yeah. a great In receiving the back. back. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's then, not like Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey is a whole different animal. Yeah, no. but he can hold his own, and he actually he did a lot of work in college. He wasn't he on my team last year, so I didn't fucking pay attention to him. But if he can catch passes, like yeah, it might save he's him. He's probably fine because I yeah. feel like Eli can't throw it more than. Seven yards. Well, dump since, off. since you were here last week, I, I'm very curious. Now that a week has passed, yeah. let's go around and you have the number one pick in fantasy football. Who are you taking? Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Don. Michael Vick. It. Whoa. Whoa. Um, no. Whoa. I, that's, a, that's rude to Nathan Peterman. I think if Zeke continues his holdout, I think it's Saquon's to lose. I still think. I think you can put McCaffrey. I know you talked about McCaffrey. Yeah. I like Alvin Kamara a lot. But I still would probably go Saquon at this point. I don't think Gurley's up there anymore, unfortunately. But that's, yeah, my opinion. You, Gurley's still, a good value pick, though, no? 
Yeah, late, late first, first round. overall though. No, not first overall. Yeah, no. I'm not taking a first no. overall. Late first, even early second, you could probably get Gurley. So to we'll be talk. honest, I think I'm going Barkley or I'm going McCaffrey if yeah. I have the number one pick. Yeah, yeah it's a good, those are great. McCaffrey's choice. a workhorse. He's super good. Um, like the uh, like the consensus top two guys. Yeah, in the, a lot of spots, they're right up there. Saquon and McCaffrey and Elliott. If Elliott does end his whole, I kind of like James be... Connor too. I'm not a that, real Connor guy right now. Not that high though. Not that high. No. 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 James me, Connor or Nathan Peterman? Oh, Peterman. Oh, that boy. Just by a nose. Um, going Chubb over Connor? That's a more. That's a great discussion. I really like Chubb. Well, yeah, Chubb's going to be like the, the guy now that Duke Johnson's out, yeah, right? Yeah, you would. <laughs> I always do it. Likes the Chubb. Yeah, um, I like Chubb. Um, yeah, I like Chubb on the great iron. Let's go to <laughs> stop it. Let's go to Dallas. Stop, because Dallas, I like the great iron. Dallas has its own set of problems going on. Can I ask a question before you get into this? Okay, sure. Who the fuck is Tony Pollard? You sent me this and I have no idea who Apparently it is. Apparently he's a fourth round pick out of Memphis that they drafted this year, who wow. is second on the depth chart right now, being first because Zeke is holding out. So he Did I read this right that Jerry Jones said that he would handle the work? He would handle most, what? if not all, of the workload if Zeke is out. If I'm Jerry Jones, why do you even care about Prescott right now? How is your number one priority not Ezekiel Elliott? We'll get to what Prescott in a second. What the hell yeah. has Prescott done since he's been <laughs> well, there? We're, we're, going to we're not now. going to Prescott no, we're right here now. now. We're, <laughs> Sorry. He's opened the can of worms. We're here. So. Okay, Dak Prescott, catch we'll everybody up. Dive back after. <laughs> there was talk that he wa- there was a $30 million contract on the table for him. Right. Apparently, Dak has turned that down. He wants $40 million. What an idiot. Forty million what an idiot. But yeah. uh, that's why I said, if you're Jerry Jones, why do you even care about Dak? Why are you even offering him anything right now? How is your f- number one focus not on Ezekiel Elliott? Because running backs are, in this day and age, a dime a dozen. Not this one. Yeah, yeah that's true too. Th- this one that Dallas has is something special, and they're just going to let that go. That quarterback in Dallas is a dime a dozen. Dak Prescott isn't anything special. I could, I could get another quarterback. I could get Peterman. To come in oh, and, and and throw, but I need a running back that I can count on, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. The offense is built around the running game, and that running back workhorse is Zeke. I do agree with you there. If Zeke doesn't want to play for my team, okay. Well, how about uh, Chargers? Why don't we work something out? I'll take Melvin Gordon off your hands. You deal with Zeke. Well, Melvin Gordon's got his own set of problems, though. But if he doesn't, Jerry Jones will give him the money. He's not even going to give Zeke the money, though. Well, I think Zeke wants more than what Melvin Gordon wants. Melvin Gordon wants 13 mil a year. Which, Colby, I got a question. Yes, Lance. Because you brought up that the offense, which notoriously Dallas has, is based off of the run, right? Yes. So does that mean that, like, will, will this actually work? If this Tony Pollard guy just shows up? Well, look in the past. There was DeMarco Murray who ran for 1,000 yards behind that Dallas offensive line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's been Derek McFadden, who's ran for a bunch. They have three Pro Bowl offensive linemen. So then who would be more valuable, like Zeke or Dak? Like if, you're, if your team is set up, like if your linemen are all basically set up, your playbook is set up mainly for the run, in theory you should be able to drop majority of guys into it to succeed, right? You would in theory. It's, a, it's similar well, to the Patriots offense set up for an average receiver to have a good game. Except now, the Cowboys don't have an average receiver. They have a great receiver in Amari Cooper. And I mean, they have Randall Cobb, they have Jason Witten. I'm not saying anything about receivers. I'm just saying the offenses are similar in the sense that the Patriots 
can plug and play guys yeah. because that's how their offense is designed. It's no different with the Cowboys. If their offense is designed around being a strong running team, yeah. in theory, is Jerry Jones that out of line saying that they can plug and play somebody and it works? In the running back situation? In the running game. Because there might it, be there might be some kind of value to it. It's a stupid comment. Well, look at look at what happened with Lev Bell last year with Pittsburgh. Okay, he goes out. Mm-hmm. James Conner backup had a monster year. Mm-hmm. Even his backup. I know you met, didn't mention his name last week, but Jalen Samuels yep. mm-hmm. is the third string. Down the stretch, when Conner got injured with the ankle injury, he was huge, amazing. Yep, great in the fantasy playoffs as well. That's another system, as well as Seattle Seahawks, the most run-heavy team in the entire league. Over 50% of their plays were run-based. With Chris Carson in Seattle, they're a running team, even with Russell Wilson, because his receivers... You you guys know this have not been great as well. They're yeah, a running team as well. Out, then all you got, all you got is the run game and Tyler Lockett as well. Yeah. So I guess Lance has a point because, it, and we we have history to say Demarco Murray and guys like Darren McFadden as well who have plopped themselves into the system. Whether Zeke has been suspended for a game or he's been injured, mm-hmm. who have put up a hundred plus yards and they provide great fantasy value for you. I get that. I'm just they have a good wide receiver core. They are destined for the run. I get that. If the run is my number one priority, I want the number one running back. So I'll give 30 mil a year to Zeke. And you know what? I will go find a Joe Blow to be a, a, a quarterback. As long as he can throw the ball, it should be all right. You have Amari Cooper. You have a Randall Cobb right now. And you have a Jason Witten. You have weapons that can catch the ball. I don't need the greatest quarterback. I just need a quarterback that can throw. That's all I need. doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Just throw. But I think that's hard to find. I think you might be undervaluing how important quarterbacks are. Because how I many... I just think that you don't need to pay $40 million for... I don't think you should I agree with Prescott. that as well. No, I agree I'd with that. I'd rather go get a Fitzpatrick for a, 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 a quarter of that. That's, that's the route. Because how many backups outside of like a Fitzpatrick, a Nick Foles, in the past few years, have you seen that have really stepped up when their starter has been injured or whatever the case may be and actually made a difference? That's what You need a difference maker. You, I don't know. Do you need a Joe Flacco? Is Joe Flacco going to be a guy like that? I'll go get or a Kaepernick. A, a Case Keenum? A Kaepernick, maybe. Listen, uh, Kaepernick just wants to play, and I know he'd bust his ass. He's never playing again, though. No, I know no. he's you know not, that, but right? I mean, in a perfect world, yeah. I'd say, Zach, you know what? Enjoy your $40 million. You're not getting it here. I'll give that. I'll give you the thirty that I was gonna give you to Zeke, and watch Zeke have a career year. And then I'm gonna just take a guy off the free agency, a Kaepernick, who wants to play and can hit my weapons that I have at wide receiver. It's very interesting, isn't it? it just because the two positions are so different, right? Like quarterbacks, you get years of longevity. Running backs, because the, the system are so short. The system has always said, pay your quarterback because he's your backbone. Yeah. But in this situation, it might not be that case. Yeah, he may. Jerry Jones is playing Dak out to be a five-time All-Star, Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. But still, <laughs> but, but he's been pumping up his tires. Him Forty million. He's miles. been pumping up his tires since he drafted him in the third round. What has he done? Exactly. I don't know what he's done. Well, he's made a couple Pro Bowls in three years. Yeah. Where does that get you? The accuracy oh, competition, and in, in, well, they're not even playing in Hawaii anymore. But I was going to say. The accuracy competition. I mean, I don't think you can pin the downfalls of the Dallas Cowboys on Dak Prescott. No, but he's not a guy that I'm paying $40 million that I think is going to win me a Super Bowl. Well, no, not, no one's saying that. Then again, all these quarterback contracts outside of some of these stars, your Matt Ryans, your Matt Staffords, your Joe Flacco's back in the day, they're all elevated. They're all bloated contracts. 
They're huge. Yeah, Stafford's they're, exploded. They're paying these quarterbacks. Like Brady just signed his re, his uh, renewed deal, his two yeah. year whatever. And he's like eighth in the league. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that last week. Mm-hmm. So your stars, your stars are taking a little bit of pay cuts for the team, and then there's certain guys, the younger generation, quite frankly, that are, are me, and this is my life. I only have so many years to play this game. I got to take what's mine. It's just so. interesting, like depending on what your term is on Dak, like say you, you give a conversation about the 40 mil. You give them the opportunity to talk it through with management, and you try and come up with some kind of deal, right? Like how many years would you be getting Dak for? Because that could play a factor. Because like you said, like some co- contracts now look bloated, but we know in any any league, as you get further down the line of that contract, it can look really good. It goes one of two ways. Like you yeah. said, it's like either it a great contract. It blows up or it looks really damn good, right? Yes, exactly right. So I don't know. I don't, it's very interesting. We're what? We're three weeks from something like that. Yeah. I'm looking right now. Like let's say the Zach Prescott thing. It's Dak. I don't care. Let's Clearly. Say, let's say that it doesn't work out and that he doesn't sign, okay? Okay. I would look at like a Brock Osweiler. Oh, my God. I'm Right now, I'm just looking at the free agents because I'm not taking that Cooper kid who's the backup right now. There's no way that if... I don't even know the backup is, so you're fine. Exactly. I think his name is Cooper or something. Brock Cooper, Osweiler, Rush, who is the... Matt Castle's out there. I know he's 37 years old, but I would take him. Tom Brady's backup. Geno Smith is out there. <laughs> you would take Matt Castle on your team before Dak Prescott? No, I would take if if Dak but doesn't want the money. The money, I would give I would sign Brock Osweiler. Hey. Hmm. If I'm looking at the free agents that are out there right now, I'm not taking Landry Jones. I mean to be fair, I'm not like, taking Brandon Whedon. To be fair, we just you have to take it in the perspective that Dak wants forty mil. Doesn't mean he's, he's getting get it. No, that's totally mil. true. Just means he wants it. Like if it came down to thirty-five, in a perfect world, they offer him thirty. He wants forty. They meet at thirty-five. Then what? Like, but in saying that, Carson Wentz just signed his new deal with the Eagles earlier yeah. this offseason mm-hmm. for like what thirty? Yeah, isn't it like? Are you telling me like in that or something? And that's yeah, something around mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. In that division, you got you got Wentz. Yep. You got Eli who's going to be on his way out. Yep. Then you've got Dak or whatever his number is. Yep. And then the Redskins just drafted their quarterback, hopefully of the future, in Dwayne Haskins. Right. With a bunch of uh, Joe Blows, like, I think Case Keenum's there now. Mm-hmm. Something like that. The, yeah, like I said, this whole league's been built around getting that quarterback. But if your quarterback's not a star, which I think we agree he's not a star, he's a he's an above-average quarterback. And he has his yes. moments because he can run, right? Like, he can run a little bit. But yeah, I think he rushes for like six touchdowns a year or something yeah. like that. So okay. chips in. We're uh, Antonio Romo. Yeah, Romo's for coming. what? <laughs> Romo's coming back. Jerry oh, Jones oh, is on the phone back. to CBS right now. Quarterback saying, two. Romo, I need you. Tony, this asshole won't take my thirty mil. I'll give you twenty five. Fair. Romo's Fair. in. Cool. Put him in a back brace. Uh, let's cool. move on quickly. We got to finish this off. Medicine at Mavericks finished up their season uh, in sad fashion. They lost to the Lethbridge Bulls. Over the weekend on Saturday night, they lost their best of three series, which is brand new this year. They lost it two to one. Um, they have three senior members leaving the team in Colton Wright, Sal Rodriguez, and Nolan Radai. Uh, congratulations to all those three guys because they've had themselves a heck of a career. Uh, they all won the championship last year. Uh, but yeah, it didn't make it out to a playoff game, unfortunately. But crowds were great. They actually ended up winning on their home field. Yeah, on yeah, Friday South, was Friday a good night. game. Friday was a great game. 
Yeah, Friday you were. Yeah, you got to be there. Yeah. Friday, the weather wasn't so. Uh, Mavericks as a whole, they, like I said, we they started out slow. I guess kind of a year in review. They started out really slow. Uh, the pitching was bad to start the season, yeah. but <laughs> the everything kind of picked up come early June. Yep. And uh, the bats kept going. I guess no. I guess they would have started the season in June, but. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, first couple weeks in June. Were mid, yeah, good, mid yeah. so. And uh, they started, they finished the year strong, excuse me. And unfortunately, they just ran into a, a Lethbridge team that apparently had their number all season long. Lethbridge played so. really well in that in that series. Yeah. Yeah, they pitched well. And uh, the bats just couldn't get going against those Lethbridge pitchers. So, uh, yeah, cheers to you, Mavericks. We'll talk to you about, talk about you next year. And we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to leave this big gap here because... Wrestling had itself a pay-per-view last Huge night. Huge weekend. And it was SummerSlam, and Jesse's here to tell you all about it. Well, you had the NXT, the Toronto TakeOver, which, of course, was unbelievable. Uh, main event was, like, 45 minutes long. Like, when do you what? ever get a match that was 45 minutes long? Okay. Gargano and Cole, best two out of three falls. First fall being a normal wrestling match. Uh, of course, it goes 1-1, right? And then the third fall that no one knew about was a steel cage a barbed wire steel cage. And, just uh, to make it cooler? Just to make it cooler. Nice. To make it more edgier, I nice. guess. Nice. And it was 45 minutes, which was crazy. NXT was great. Uh, if you get a chance, watch the, uh, the the tag team match between the Street Profits and mm, uh, Undisputed we Era. That. Yeah. God, that was tag team wrestling. Like, that was some awesome tag team wrestling. And it's a shame because there was no tag team matches on the maiden card at SummerSlam. Is that, that was weird, eh? Yeah. That is weird. It's very weird. They had the ladies' tag team titles on the line in the pre-show, but no tag teams at all on the main show. Well, you but, had submission matches and well, I mean, stuff Natal- like that, Natalia so. and Becky Lynch put on a great show. That mm-hmm. that was a great match. Uh, I, you know what? I can't really pick apart any match that was bad on SummerSlam. Which is crazy because usually the big pay-per-views are kind of a bore. But, I mean, Goldberg squashed Ziggler in two minutes. That was a fun match to watch. Highlight will probably be Bray Wyatt's entrance. Oh, my God. If hey, you, you showed me that. If you get a chance to YouTube that three-minute entrance, it will give you goosebumps. It honestly is worth the three minutes. It Colby, was... pull it up. Watch what? the Bray Wyatt entrance. Okay. <laughs> What the hell's it he was, doing over there? I don't know. I think he's sexting. Uh, no. <laughs> Glaber Torres, I just found a crazy stat on him. Go on. Uh, so he's hit 26 homers on the year. Yeah. He had two more tonight yeah. in the doubleheader against the Orioles. Uh-huh. 13 of them, exactly half have come against the Orioles this season. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, that Bray Wyatt entrance is weird. It was unbelievable. And yeah, the, I'll give it a look. Hang on. The, also, the other cool thing was that Brock Lesnar actually wrestled a match. Like, Brock Lesnar didn't just go out there yeah, proper and, match. and suplex and do an F5 and then 1-2-3. He actually had a match against Seth Rollins. And took a strong half <laughs> kick to the <laughs> yeah. throat. Yeah, it took a Shawn Michaels right super kick. Not even to, like, the jawline, no. but right in the jugular of the throat. We saw that this morning with, with pictures from the from the event. Yeah. And then we saw the video of it where, like, Rollins didn't get himself out far enough. No. And so he no. was too tight so and he went up for the kick. So as it's like a half, half. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like a half <laughs> kick that he gets into Lesnar's throat and then just, like, pushes through because he's like, well, fuck it, I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got committed now. Uh, but I mean Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon had a great match. Trish Stratus, the best way for her to leave was that match against Charlotte. Man, yeah. no title on the line. Yeah. That was such a fun match to watch. She is still awkward. Like Trish, Trish? Stratus is very awkward with that point to the sky. It's very weird. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, think that's what makes her lovable, though. Yeah, right? the crowd loves it. It's just kind of it's kind of an awkward thing. To all do. in all, like whenever there's like the big pay per views and you have that big weekend with NXT and SummerSlam. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people will say NXT was way better than the main roster. Right. This year, I have to say I think SummerSlam has the edge. Were you disappointed that Kofi and Randy Orton had a double count? No, I was not. You're okay because, with that? Because, uh, listen, I think we all know that Kofi's days are probably numbered. Right. Right? I, I kind of think that the Kofi mania is fizzling a little bit. Mm-hmm. People aren't as excited anymore. Nope. I don't want this to be a one and done now that they've kiboshed uh, rematch clauses for titles. Right. I want this because these two have such a great history. I want this to go on a little bit longer. So I want to see them go up again at Clash of Champions. I right. want to see this kind of extend a little more because I think we're going to get the New Day against the OGs at Survivor Series. Seems like the most logical. Yeah. So well, that's what I'm kind of. I have at. three more questions. Okay. I have mapped them out. All right. Um, does the fiend fight the demon? I think that. <sighs> I think Finn Balor is probably going to go on a little bit of a hiatus for a couple months. Mm -hmm. I would love to see in Tampa, WrestleMania 2020, The Fiend versus The Demon. Do you think there'll be enough steam behind Bray Wyatt at that point still? Like, how do they keep him? How do they keep him relevant yet? I think they don't use him as much. No. If if just have him pop in every now and then. If they don't use him as much, it will leave you wanting more. Right. And therefore, I think that people will get excited about that. Therefore, there will be steam. I think when it Fair. ruins it is when you ram it down people's throats. Yeah, when you bombard people. Yeah. Um, are you surprised that only Brock Lesnar was the uh, only champion to switch hands with titles? Um, I was. I mean, I, you had Becky Lynch win. You had AJ Styles, Bailey, Kofi. I didn't think they were well, going to take retains. the title off Becky Lynch just because she's the cover girl at WrestleMania. But speaking 2K20. of steam falling off, like it seems like yeah. the wheels are falling off of Becky all of a sudden. But I mean, she's. It's it's been a long time since a girl's been on the cover of the video game. Yo, I think Trish time, Stratus or Stacey Keebler was the last one. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they want to take the title off her just because she's gonna have to do the media rounds. Right. And Roman Reigns doesn't have a title and he's also on the cover. Right. Um But I was very surprised that Bailey kept it. I thought they would have gave the SmackDown women's title to Ember Moon. Right. Other than that, I mean the Intercontinental title wasn't on the line. AJ Styles, I didn't think was gonna lose it because him and the OGs, they have the titles on Raw, right. the US and the tag teams. So to be honest, I was quite surprised that Seth Rollins won it. Yeah. Uh, my last question, completely irrelevant from the card. Okay. Why is Sami Zayn not a huge star? Uh, I don't know. I love the fact that his He character, could be the biggest face right now. 100%. He could be one of those guys who's supposed to be the heel, but the crowd loves him. Because he goes out there and he says everything that people write online. I guess, yeah, because they are kind of, they're letting him run as a bit yeah. of a heel. They're, his pretty much gimmick right now is he's going out there and just saying pipe bombs. And that started in Montreal, right? Yeah, where he when just he came out there up. and he just like tore up the fans and the fans are like, oh, actually, you know, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we do suck. We're assholes. But that was, that was the wildest thing when yeah. Sami Zayn came out in Montreal like a couple months ago. And, and the crowd, he goes out there because he just returned fucking and the crowd goes it. nuts and then he just... Like they like they played his music twice. Yeah, loved him, and he goes out and he just says, "You fans suck." And yeah, just tore him a new one, and they're like, "Whoa." Um. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I feel like they're missing an opportunity with Sami Zayn. I, I, I feel think, like he needs to be, like, he he needs to have some kind of title within the next two years. I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of guys that have been called from NXT that Vince and the WWE roster, the writers. Just don't know what to do with. Yeah, and that's a Finn Balor, that's a Baron Corbin, that's a 
Authors of Pain. There, there's so many guys that came up at NXT that were on such a big high that you look at them and go, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, you know... The Revival. Shinsuke. Sorry, Colby, we're almost done. Uh, <laughs> did you watch that video yet? Yeah, this guy's scary. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like... Terrifying. It's been a very long time since, like... Because I love wrestling. I watch all the time. But I had to actually turn the channel for Kiddo. Because I did not want Kiddo to see like, what's Bray the, Wyatt. What's the deal with this? Is it a mask? Is it like a saw no, mask? His face, man. <laughs> it's wow. too much time on the Watch gridiron. Watch it again. Watch. Did you see the lantern? Did, yeah. Did you see the lantern I that saw, he put? And then he, the camera went right on his face like this, and then he was like, but, and, and then you saw his face on the lantern. Um, was that? Yeah, as he's walking down the. And then yeah. you put the lantern on the. And it's on like the edge his, of the ring. Well, his legit face is the lantern. What yes. would be really cool, and I, 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 I saw this on Twitter. I don't like Imagine this at all. Imagine everyone that he beats. He comes out the next night and puts their face With on the lantern. Their face on the lantern. Like imagine yeah. if he comes out to Raw, and I mean Raw is already going right now, and I haven't watched it. But imagine if Finn been. Balor's face is the oh. lantern tonight. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> right? I guess you got to go home and watch it. Yeah. Sorry. One more. You were talking about guys that <laughs> Sami Zayn could go up against. Yeah. Put him with a guy like Kevin Owens. But they've done that though. Because like, they're best friends. I would I love guess, to see. But you can you can almost get Sami in there with Kevin, and kind of build it from there. And then, like, you don't have to run it very long. Run it for, like, a couple months. Yeah. Maybe just give it a pay-per-view or two. I would like it because right now, I mean, they're kind of turning Kevin Owens into the Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. right now with the stunner and all that mm-hmm. shit. So I would like to see maybe Sami Zayn show up on SmackDown and be like, what happened to you? Yeah. We used to fight the same fight. Now you let these people cheer you? Yeah. And they kind of have a little... That would be interesting. And I feel like they're both so good on the mic, it would just elevate oh. both of them. And they're, they're best friends. So yeah. you know that when they wrestle, nothing's going to go wrong. Exactly. Okay, that's all I got. That was nine minutes, boys. Whatever. Good well, content. It's, it's I, hope people, week, yeah. I hope people enjoyed that. How long that was, has this been? Uh, we're looking at 49 minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. What did we do last week that you got mad at us because you weren't here? Oh, we're at 50. <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's because you were watching that video. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, just uh, go onto YouTube and type in I typed The Fiend in, SummerSlam. The fiend I typed in Bray Wyatt intro SummerSlam and found something. So. Yeah. Uh, Horrifying. All right, thanks for that, Jesse. Appreciate it. Uh, for Lance Dahl, Jesse Christensen, Colby McKee, thank you so much for listening. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. We're on Twitter at ontheboardpod, and uh, hopefully we're all back next week. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to On The Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ontheboardpodcast. Yes!